welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Caleb. And I'm Colin. This week, we bring you a new segment about MLS expansion, CR7 going to Camp Cupcake, cockiness, and Ilke Gundogan's proof-of-life photo. Horrifying news, guys. Just horrifying, horrible, terrible, awful news that I just saw. They're making something called the Emoji Movie. I I actually saw this. Is this? I didn't see the movie, but I saw like the teaser trailer with like the the poo emoji and the meh emoji, which are just great characters to go through. I along why? with Boss Baby, guys. I I if these two movies succeed, if Boss Baby, starring Alec Baldwin. And Alec the Baldwin <laughs> and the emoji movie do well. Seriously, guys, my faith in humanity will have been lost in ways that November eighth and ninth never let it be lost. Like that—that's when I will know that the man in the high castle is no longer a TV show that I watch, but this, the truth. This it's is a documentary series. This is yeah. the darkest timeline. We've confirmed that. Yeah. So it's only—it only makes sense that oh Boss Baby and the emoji movie and. All the Minions sequels will be... Oh, God, you reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> You're also going to hear uh, a little bit of glass clinking this week because I decided to pour a very stiff scotch with um, a lot of ice um, for myself, which is atypical of me, but that's that's the way it's going to go. So apologies for that in advance. But first, let us start with our major listing service segment where we cover the best houses available in MLS. And uh, our first bit of news comes from reigning MLS Cup champions, Seattle. Literally reigning because it's Seattle. <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> <laughs> I, I make a Cloud City joke, but someone will get angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Lundo. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the Garth Lagerwey at Seattle has said that they may not play the Champions League games until 2018 due to some potential format changes that CONCACAF is making in the tournament. So... That's interesting. It's probably a good thing because the way the CONCACAF Champions League is set up now is that the group stage games are on during the middle of MLS season are take place during the middle mm-hmm. of MLS season, and the knockout stages are like right in the beginning of the MLS season in March, which when no team is really yet in form, which is one of the reasons why we don't do well in that competition the reason being that Mexican teams are so much better but that too yeah. um, I would be interested to see if something else happens with the group stages another issue is that you tend to have far weaker teams and then the much stronger team from MLS or League MX so well and it's like this team that was strong in MLS like two years ago <laughs> yeah that right. too that yeah. too <laughs> So, uh, well, um, the Chicago Fire, speaking of teams that were strong in MLS years and years ago, are about to sign a designated player, Nemanja Nikolic from Legia Warsaw. He's a 28-year-old Hungarian striker. Uh, Was the uh, MVP of the Polish League last season. Um, I hear that's like being the second MVP of the Turkish League and like the fifth best player in the Danish League, guys. Like, I don't... I mean, is am I, am I getting my conversion rates between like European leagues well enough? I'd I'd have to Google it, but I, you're pretty you're you're right on the trail. I think yeah, okay. thereabouts. 
Because because if a Polish team is equal to half a Turkish team, that means an MLS team might defeat the worst championship team. And, you know, these this is how arguments happen on BigSoccer.com every single day. Uh, Toronto FC are seeing a season ticket holder boost following their great cup. So um, in fine form next year, they've actually got uh, just under 19,000 season tickets sold already, which is... Uh, a little bit more than the 18,673 that they had for this season. That's pretty neat, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to be in a stadium with 19,000 season ticket holders. At this point, we don't, uh, we don't have that many lakes. So, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to add ponds to the Atasca Society. <laughs> there is a divot in my yard that gathered water. So, we have another season holder. <laughs> there you go. Did you give it a name? Yes. Uh, Orlando City is reportedly finalizing a deal with uh, Bordeaux defender Gregory Sertic. He's 27 years old. This time that uh, Nitalic and Sertic are on the other side of 30. We usually, we usually see European players coming over. So that's a good thing for these two teams and for MLS as a whole. They're both solid players that could contribute. Has anyone tried to say yet that this is all because of Giovinco? Uh, and then they're linking th- these two signings to him. Uh, <laughs> it's only a matter of time. If it, it's happening already. on BigSoccer.com. Right. So, exactly. obviously. <laughs> yeah, Orlando City also posted some pictures of them installing grass at their new stadium, which I looked outside and I was like, it's minus 20. Why are they installing? Oh, that's right. Not every place in this country is a barren wasteland. Uh, <laughs> so cold. Oh, God. Atlanta United signed free agent Jeff Larentovitz, who I believe you, Colin, before we recorded, said he you would want him to be the ninth best player in your starting 11. Basically. That's a very precise number. That is about as meh of a signing as this could possibly be. In opposite meh news uh, in terms of signing, uh, Real Salt Lake signed a, hey, Matt Van Oakel, uh, for, formerly of Minnesota United and the Minnesota Stars, uh, and of course, FC Edmonton this past year, we shouldn't forget the team that he actually, you know, did really well with this year. Really well. Yeah. Uh, d- deserved the move up. Uh, he played out of his mind this year. I hope he didn't keep, I hope he didn't, he didn't keep it up for RSL when he, when he plays. He's probably going to be behind Romando. But with Romando dating up there in yeah. age, maybe he'll play a little bit more than Atanella did last year, which was only four games, I believe. And he's a big freaking guy, man. Yeah. So Yeah, talk about an actual Wasatch wall. I think I think the the thing that uh, that is frequently said about the difference between lower leagues keepers and MLS keepers, the MLS keepers are just huge dudes for the most part, few exceptions. Um, yeah, Nick Romando uh, is Romando basically the five nine keeper. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I think I think Matt Van Okel has that qualification. He was also. Interestingly enough, uh, Minnesota, we would talk about how they just got rid of Jeff Atanella, who used to play in the NASL for the Rowdies. Well, the keeper starting opposite Atanella at the opposite end of the field in the 2012 NASL final was Matt Van Oko for the Minnesota Stars. So, well-deserved move, as you were saying, up. And we'll, we'll see what MBO does, although hopefully that he screws up at least against one team in his division. Minnesota. Right. Uh, three players selected between two drafts last week, guys. Yeah. Um, you had all three of those in the stage one of the reentry draft. And the waiver draft, I honestly don't know if it really happened. It was one of those, <laughs> if a tree falls in the woods and no one is there to hear it, did it get drafted by a team in MLS? <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Right? Although its, it's stats were very good in that quick lateral movement from 
top of the tree to the ground. So, hey, w- Walter Strapper was in one of these two drafts, right? As I recall, I believe so. Maybe I think he was waiver draft, possibly. Yeah, I, I really expected someone to go in for him because he's a pretty decent player, man. Like in my opinion, uh, he'll he'll find the team. Yeah, yeah. Not too worried about him. And if you're new to MLS, this is pretty normal for these two drafts. Yeah. Not all players to get taken. In so. fact, I think it's more common than not that you have one or two guys taken out of 20 teams than five or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of some guys being taken, Saprisa's David Guzman confirms that he's headed to Portland for two years. Could be a pretty big signing for them. Uh, Marco Papa is still looking for a team. What? He was one of the signings for Colorado that turned them into a playoff team. He right. still has something to give to an MLS team. I'm surprised he hasn't found a new roster. Uh, Manny, did his number. Call him up. He's not doing anything right now. We're going to start a new weekly sub-segment called um, My Super Sweet Expansion Fee. <laughs> or uh, with the subtitle, Dad, why did you get me a expansion team in Tampa Bay? I wanted one in New York. We're going to track all of these, the, the, the constantly flowing expansion stories out of MLS here for you. And uh, two pieces of news is that the Rowdies and the North and North Carolina Texas Ranger are both going to have their expansion bids into MLS by Jan 30, 31st, 2017, which is, I think, the deadline for the bids to be submitted. That's... um. Great. I'm glad for you guys. You know, this is like me going home to my parents after a hard day at school being like, guys, when that final exam comes for chemistry, I'm going to ace it. It's going to be great. So one market that might have a little bit more difficulty is St. Louis. Apparently, the incoming governor, Eric Greitens, said on Monday that he opposes taxpayer money going to a stadium because he, quote, opposes welfare for millionaires st louis went from like zero to 100 on the expansion tracker in the matter of like a month once the rams decided to head out of town it was like soccer hello come to me and like you're just waiting for that other shoe to drop and turns out that that other shoe's name is eric greetens uh who we'll see what happens you know this how much of this is positioning how much of this is actual policy will have to be seen he's not taken office yet and essentially this is going to be a 200 million dollar stadium and it's contingent on the voters approving an 80 million dollar public funding uh subsidy in an april vote so pay for your own stadium yeah i mean it it might take you 10,000 years to actually build it but you should pay for it your own self <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the things that they're talking about in Tampa Bay and St. Pete is that Alang is going to be entirely privately funded. So that might actually give Tampa Bay a, a good shot. I think Tampa Bay is also what, the largest media market currently without an MLS team after, I think it's Miami. Uh, and Alang right now is a great stadium. It's probably one of the coolest stadiums in any. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but still, it's a cool stadium. <laughs> Um, when they if they build one for MLS, it's gonna be pretty awesome. We saw the uh, specs for it a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be pretty great. That stadium is shaped like a boat, and sometimes boats are used before loon monitoring. So we're gonna move on to our loon monitoring segment, where we talk about Minnesota United FC and our loons. We referenced this earlier. Jeff Atanella is off to the Timbers, guys. What they what are we getting him in return? Assets, assets, <laughs> assets galore. Um, a 
second round pick in 2018, as well as not according to the press release, but um, the discovery rights to Miguel Ibarra. Well, and the fact that the team didn't actually mention this Ibarra thing in their press release, it was left to several reporters from 5501, Andy Greeter, from Pioneer Press, and Star Tribune, all to come and report this later on. <laughs> right. And, I mean, I think part of the issue, too, though, is that since Minnesota United doesn't have another goalkeeper right now, everybody is reverting back to that nutmeg press article of every Minnesota United fan becoming irrationally excited about their players. Like, <laughs> let's just be let's just be realistic. We're going insane over the fact that we got rid of somebody that might be a top 20 goalkeeper in MLS. Right, exactly. So we will see what happens. I'm still at the, at the place in my life where I think, guys, this is going to be a crap show of a season no matter what. Um, so I'm okay with giving the team as much time as they need to sign whatever players they need. And by a, pu- a pure marketing standpoint, bringing back Ibarra is a good move for Minnesota. I that's The jersey I have is an Ibarra jersey. I bought yeah. it about two months before he was sold to Leon. So it's not a good time out of my part. But hey, s- Christian Ramirez rumor update anything? Um, he's he's back from his honeymoon. He got his <laughs> golden boot trophy. It's pretty much believed that he's going to sign with Minnesota. Um, the rumors have told mention teams in for him, and one from Cardiff saying that an NAL NASL team was in, had enough money to go. <laughs> what? St- stop. No, he wasn't going to go there. That's not a story. Stop it. Hey, guys, I heard that he's still going to go to Harrisburg City. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. New New York Cosmos revival with uh, Christian Ramirez as their like, new Pele. Would he have uh, to wear a Darth Vader mask the whole entire time? Because he'd be the biggest traitor in the world <laughs> if he went to the third revival of the Cosmos. He's just all Jedi, guys. Darth Vader is just all Jedi. He's not a Sith. He's an alt Jedi. Hey, uh, <laughs> Eric... <laughs> Eric Wanala actually says that this Christian Ramirez thing is a done deal, so we'll see. He also, by the way, Eric Wanala said that uh, Chicago Fire might be for sale. Finally, all those Hauptmann out banners might be uh, coming through. All the planes that have been flying over Toyota Park. So, so I'm Min- pretty sure that those planes are actually going into Midway, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so Minnesota has Superman. We're probably going to have Batman. Are there any DC heroes that play soccer anywhere that we can sign? There's, there's got to be a soccer player out there named, that's named The Flash. Omar Daly. Right. A better soccer player out there named the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point they'll just have Iron Man do it because Robert Downey Jr. is super cool and as uh, that's Marvel. Tony Stark. Let's not anyway. cross oh. too many. St- no, we can't do that. If we're not sued by one comic book conglomerate, we had sued by only one. Uh, let's uh, move on to our next segment about the U.S. Uh, leagues, which is the pyramid scheme segment. Let's uh, make like Egyptians because it's time to climb down the pyramid with our coverage of the NASL and below. Well, that might have to, we might have to update that wording in our. <laughs> Possibly. Um, Most likely. DC United has apparently submitted their application to start a USL team as soon as 2018. I th- I'm pretty sure they're going to name it DC Minnesota FC just to get us back for. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I wouldn't put it past them. It, it's, it's funny because DC, dark clouds. Ha, oh. Ha, ha. 
Uh, Maybe we should try I, out. And then they'd be like, oh, why are you here? No, we're Dark Clouds from Minnesota. So this is our team already. <laughs> it's our, We already use the hashtag, guys. It's, Start paying us. Hey, please. by the way, did you see that some idiot Detroit City supporter was uh, giving North Carolina uh, FC hate for using the hashtag NCFC? Uh, North City FC tweeted to North Carolina FC saying, hey, guys, about that... Uh, Hashtag NCFC. Can we talk to you about that? And some Detroit City supporter like, did you tell him to pee? I'm sure he like even thought about it in a fake English accent. Did you tell him to piss off with their two-year-old history and you with your 120-year-old? I just want to tell the guy like, dude, what about Derry City FC founded 1929 and your team that's been around for like four years uh, and is now selling bicycles? Like, come on. (laughs) Uh, FC Cincinnati signed former head coach of Whitecaps to Alan Koch as the director of scouting and analytics. And he will also serve as an assistant coach and probably have the longest title in U.S. soccer. Um, popular DJ D. Garbs, also known as Don Garber, will be the first New York Red Bulls to season ticket holder. Apparently, he loves going to like music shows in... Uh, in New York, he was telling, I forget, it was Lala, so like one of the podcasts he was on recently, he was telling how he just likes going to shows basically kind of incognito because nobody recognizes him. I want to imagine him at, um, there's this like metal bar called St. Vitus in Brooklyn that it's frightening. It's basically just a like black box of a stage that's about five feet up. And then it's just people slamming into each other. I just want to see Don Garber like stuck at the front, like bashing his knees against it, but also like just completely rocking he, out. See, I was picturing at him at like a a rap show in like, a small club. <laughs> it's like yeah. seeing Kendrick Lamar play in like in New York City and just Don no, Garber's like No one recognizes me here is the only white person there. <laughs> Don Cover's like, we're going to be all right. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of uh, being all right, uh, let's go to our, the newest edition of our sub-segment, NASL Mageddon 2016. The fart sound that just keeps on going and doesn't end. Honestly, guys, there is so much conflicting reports in terms of the NASL right now that making sense of it all is... Difficult. I think it's all best summed up by the fact that the I, I looked at our NASL soccer and I went to their top posts of the week. And the twelfth most popular post of the week in that subreddit was I sat next to Tommy Amiobi on a flight from Edmonton to Amsterdam on Friday. That's it. There was nothing in there. <laughs> it's funny because the guy that posted it admitted he was from Edmonton. He didn't recognize Tommy Amiobi and didn't even know that FC Edmonton existed. And spent a lot of the time talking about promotion and relegation. Yep. Bob Williams says that the NASL has the upper hand, quote-unquote, in keeping the Division Two status with a seven-team league next year. Heard this from a source named uh, Pell Peterson. Uh, says here, no relation to Bill Peterson. <laughs> Not even the same guy. Stop asking questions. Please leave me alone. There's so much garbage out there. Big Apple Soccer, for example, says that the NASL is coming back with eight to ten teams. Where are these teams coming from? <laughs> like, do they realize that any expansion teams are going to be coming in with zero prep, zero vetting? Oh, wait. They've already done yeah. that. They, they, <laughs> they saw how bad that goes with Ryo OKC this year. Um, yeah. Nippon said that the, there's teams, in, NPSL teams in Detroit, that's Detroit City and Hartford, who are thinking about coming into NASL. Like, what? 
that doesn't make any sense. Like this is as good as like Mino North Dakota. Uh my not. Sorry, why not? Why not? And yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have a serious bid notch. Let's not make fun of them, okay? <laughs> my not North Dakota's <laughs> MLS bid with the twenty thousand. I will let stadium. you know they have an airport in my not. I've seen it on the departures board at MSP I before. Gonna, I was gonna be impressed you said you've been there, but now you're like I mean, no. I just saw it on <laughs> Come the on. Board. No one's been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Schrodinger's airport if like no one actually goes there we don't know if it does actually it really exists exist? yeah we don't know it both doesn't and does at the same time uh, uh, in, in the actual rumors that are being somewhat reported there's still talk of an NASL expansion in Atlanta which Wh- back you know why? I mean right when, when the NASL seemed to be doing great I was like this could be a kind of bad idea but okay go with it now i'm like this is a terrible idea why would you do that like at this point all of the nasl expansion is just that drunk guy at the bar saying let's all do some jaeger shots (laughs) like that's what this has turned into and it just it makes me sad i almost don't want to participate in this section anymore yeah, like, n- neither do I, actually. You know, there's just one more thing that I'll say is that uh, Miguel Gallardo got finally released by Armada. There's a bunch of uh, drama about the Armada, drama about exit fees and NASL. Screw it. We don't need to talk about any of this garbage anymore. Uh, but I am just going to say that Gallardo was the man that since the first episode of Toughcast to the last episode of Toughcast, throughout now to We Call It Soccer, he's been the one guy who's been a running joke. And I just want to say that it is an end of an error, sorry, um, end of an error and errors in goal at Jackson Armada FC. <laughs> Moving along to North Carolina, Texas Ranger, they their away kit was debuted by their Oak City supporters group. It's essentially just a white Adidas template with gold lettering. They and used stripes. up all the ink for their home kits, right? So they print out the away kits. Oh no, this is all white. Just release it anyway. We'll be fine. Yeah, just can't, go to Dick Sporting Goods. We can't afford the ink cartridges right now. Come on. Just go to Dick Sporting Goods. Buy a white and gold Adidas template. Buy the batch from um, Alibaba.com. Iron it onto your kit. And you have your new North Carolina Texas Ranger away kit. They actually released a joke away kit. Kind of with the Norwich City whole oh, thing. Right. With Norwich oh, City colors. Yeah. And it was so much better than either of their real, real kits. So much better. The Oak City supporters group referred to this kit as white lightning because you know moonshine that's i mean yeah you know positive references and all that that's the saddest drunk tweet i've ever read (laughs) (laughs) uh nbsl has added a considerable number of new teams this year all the minnesota teams it's pretty crazy Yeah, yeah yeah um let's see in the last week they added minneapolis city duluth sc Whatever the acronym is in St. Paul and a team in Rochester, are they calling themselves Med City FC? Med City FC. And the team in St. Paul, I don't know what it's. The team name is in Spanish, but it translates roughly to Old Men in Rags. Yeah, that was, that was really which is neat. pretty fantastic yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i thought they were, were going to say that they're going to start a team called the saint paul saints and like you know continue the tradition of minnesota teams taking names from other teams but anyway uh it's a contrived joke and we should really <laughs> move on because i'm embarrassed uh the city of angels fc has been added to npsl as well with rumored investment from sting's son is that correct yeah so who um, is sting 
Um, Former he, I'm mascot. 24 millennial. What Sting is, please tell. He came out of an egg uh, on the home opener at the San Antonio Scorpions <laughs> against Minnesota United FC, where Christian Ramirez scored his first goal for our team. Uh, that's, I believe, the mask. We were all wondering where the mascot had gone and like where the, where that suit was. It turns out he owns a NPS Health franchise now. Can I just no, say that his son owns a <laughs> So, so just in case you guys are actually trying to figure out who this guy is, um, he is the son of Gordon Sumner, the famed Australian musician, better known as Sting. All right, guys. At this point, let's take a break. We'll come back with our coverage of the sewer. We'll come back with our EPL coverage and news about soccer from all over the world. And welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Cowabunga dudes, it's time to hop on down into the sewer and talk about those U.S. Ninja Turtles. There were a couple of exciting things that happened with some of the U.S. men's national team players abroad and there is a match that was announced for Camp Cupcake. Bruce Arena's first match as head coach of the U.S. Men's Ninja Turtles will be against Serbia on the 29th of January in San Diego. So I know at least one Dark Cloud is super happy because he's going to go and get to watch the game right away. So that's pretty neat. But um, also the Gold Cup venues were announced for next summer. I had forgotten that the Gold Cup was happening next summer. Completely forgot. I yeah. didn't really... I'm Yeah, it's... And there are no venues that are particularly close to us. Kansas City doesn't have a game. Chicago doesn't have a game. So, like, I don't know if I'm going to fly anywhere to... Um, Rather just go to the Nomad and yeah. watch it and... Yeah, it's a lot cheaper that beer. way. Yeah. 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 And it, it doesn't hurt that there's not a game that's going to be at the billion-dollar stadium that was designed for soccer. <laughs> um, but it just so happens that U.S. Bank Stadium is going to be too busy doing extreme sports that week because... It's hosting the X Games. Alex Morgan of the U.S. Women's Ninja Turtles saying that she's going off to Olympic Lyonnais to play the basically end of the um, the league season there, which will probably go through May and St. Leon will probably make the playoffs. She's going to be there probably until June. So she's going to miss at least the first couple of months of the NWSL season uh, with her playing with her team, Orlando Pride, who basically threw out everything except the kitchen sink to sign her last year for their inaugural season. And she played, like, two games for them anyway because of the amount of national team games she was playing as well. I think also an injury at some point. A lot of sore fans, basically, thinking, like, why is she heading off to Europe um, to play for a few months instead of playing with us? I don't know. Maybe because Olympic Lyonnais is arguably the best women's team in the world. Arguably, and, and she's going to get competition in the Champions League, the Women's Champions League. Uh, I think next season. I don't know if they'll well play it's, this season. I, I don't know about that, but it's it, this is also ahead of the the Women's Euros being played uh, in this summer. So there's some argument that there's going to be a lot of lot more fierce competition. Blah blah blah. So this. There's some logic there, but I can see why Orlando Pride fans are just really ticked off about this. And it doesn't hurt that there's additional drama with the continued discussions of a new CBA for the women's national team. Exactly. Hey, Bruce Arena said that he's going to call Juan Agadello and Kikure Mane up to Camp Cupcake. I am super excited about uh, Mane getting called up. I rate him really highly. He's so pacey, so quick, uh, mm-hmm. good instincts on the ball. 
I would rate him even more highly once he actually gains citizenship to the United States and becomes eligible to play for them. But <laughs> that would be nice. But he's still really good. Um, oh yeah, let's... yeah. Don't no doubt. No doubt. Bruce Arena to call Cristiano Ronaldo up to like. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, guys. Let's just say this: it's progress that he's calling somebody in that isn't even a citizen yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no word uh, on if uh, John Brooks or Timothy Chandler or Fabian Johnson didn't called up. So, yeah. well, Bruce Arena did. I don't know if you talked about it in the podcast many months ago when this actually happened. By which I mean only a few weeks ago, but he did. He did smooth over a lot of the frayed nerves about his um, comments about international players. He said essentially he'd call anyone up based on skill. And speaking of those other German American players, uh, Julian Green. Uh, from Bayern Munich is going to uh, Stuttgart in the second division. Stuttgart used to be one of the biggest clubs in Germany. Um, I think they won the lead in 06. One of my best friends is a huge Stuttgart supporter. Mm-hmm. And they're in the second division. They probably didn't bounce right back up, but he's going there on loan to get a lot of more playing time, which is good yeah. for him and good for the U.S. Ninja Turtles. And Bobby Wood is tearing up the Bundesliga, two goals in two games. This one today, the uh, game winner for Hamburg, who need wins. Yeah. Bobby Wood is making Will Grigg look like a pool of water. <laughs> That's how on fire he is. And uh, if the Hamburg fans don't chant, we've got Wood. We've got Wood. I think so much less of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to things. I was going to make a joke about that, that being... <laughs> No. no, I'm not even going to go there. All right, so now that we have left junior high, uh, Matt Miazga scored his first European goal on loan at uh, the Dutch side Vitesse Arnhem. Yeah, uh, they playing, I think, against junior old boys or something. The team, one of those teams that has one of those like weird names that is a phrase. The Dutch leads have some really cool names in their lead. Uh, go Ahead Eagles is my favorite. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. I like Heracles. Heracles. Right, uh, David Wagner, who played, I think it was eight games to the U.S. men's national team in the late 90s, has been named VFL Wolfsburg manager. He's pretty much uh, been in the German system throughout his life. He played all of his professional career in Germany, and he's been coaching all the time in Germany, but he was uh, a U.S. player back in the day, and technically recently, he's an American manager. Yeah, recently was coaching at Huddersfield Town in the English Championship, had them top of the league and then gets a considerably better job with a much yeah. a much more um, well-funded team that this still might get relegated but hey good stuff good stuff hey speaking of england we should move on to our coverage of the epl in a segment we call the pub and this week we're going to a pub called the flaccid cannon <laughs> guys <laughs> I really don't like the look of this place. It just looks really droopy. It looks like There's that Wenger out banner on the on the wall that's been put back up there after it got taken down a couple of weeks ago. It, it looks like somebody's grandmother just walked out of the bathroom. Like <laughs> uh, Arsenal. I think the best headline I read about Arsenal this past week was this is the week where Arsenal started Arsenalizing themselves. So- exactly. Um, so after a disappointing. Uh, 2-1 defeat against Everton. Um, They had an even more disappointing 2-1 defeat against Manchester City. Um, They came out pretty strong in the first half. Um, Got a goal, I think, within like five or ten minutes. 
Um, it seemed like they were going to counter control the game. And it, it, they came out in the second half as if somebody like shot all of their dogs right in front of them. Just like oh, oh no. execution style. Oh no. Like, and I, I could definitely see it on Alexis's face. He has the two most adorable golden retrievers ever. Mm, but it, yeah, seriously, like it, look at his Instagram. They are all over it. Um, mm. But it, they just looked as if they were exhausted and confused as to why they had walked out. And Our meanwhile, has this capacity of just playing out of their minds and then coming in the very next week and just not even like the they don't next have week, jobs. The like next they, half. <laughs> they, they've all been let go and told after this game, you've been, you, you don't have, you don't have a, a job anymore. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand what it is in the mentality of their team. But I mean, this is, I mean, the perpetual argument about Arsenal for the last, like, 20 years. Um, nah, you didn't really have that during the Invincible season. Well, yeah, okay. Um, but, but how, no, I... How long ago was that? Um... Right. Uh, in other news, <laughs> yeah. Pep Guardiola is no longer a fraud. Uh, again, speaking of things that switch week to week, uh, he got six points this week in one week. Same with Jose Mourinho, by the way, who we can't laugh about anymore. But, I'm still although, laugh yeah. at him. Okay. Right. To he be fair, <laughs> it was the anniversary of him being let go last year. This, week, so. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> to be fair, with Pep Guardiola's six points, three of those came against an Arsenal team that just completely fell apart, and yet they still need did two questionably offside goals to win. I just want to add that when they when Man City played Arsenal, all the players came out in Ilke Gundogan's name and number on, on the, the pitch front of the while, while lining up on the front of the jerseys because he had suffered a crucial ligament injury uh, earlier. So he had to actually come out and assure fans that he was still alive <laughs> after people saw this tribute and thought, oh shit, we lost him. For no, this no is, guys, it's just a season-ending injury. More, I'll be back. It's just more proof that we're living in an onion, an onion article. Right. Though, honestly, though, this is Ilkay Gundogan. We probably won't ever see him again. It, he has been perpetually injured. He and this is not an easy injury no. to bounce back from. No, no. And it's just such a, such a shame because when he does play, he's one of the best yeah. players in the world. Absolutely. But I mean, the, the injury bug just bites him so many times. He just can't get on the pitch. Yeah, um, tweet the two weeks that he does play, he's the best player yeah. in the world. Can, can the fifty we, other weeks, he's terrible. Can we talk about Liverpool now, guys? Yeah, go ahead. Really Are you sure? Go ahead. Come on, <laughs> get it over it. Liverpool won. Ugly blue stepchild. No. <laughs> Take that, Everton. I hate you so much. Sadio Mane stored while I was in my office at work and I streamed and like did fist bumps and <laughs> it was okay because I warned my co-workers beforehand. If you hear anything, it's going to be okay. Don't check on me. Don't come <laughs> to my office. Nice. <laughs> this is a dirty game, man. Like Ross Barkley, for example, should have been sent off. Such a physical match. It's not exactly rare for these two teams. No, it's not rare, but he he definitely should have been sent off. And yes, I am biased as a Liverpool fan, but he went studs up into like the high ankle of Jordan Henderson late. Yeah, the ball and wasn't even in the, in the frame when he went in it, for the tackle. And it's dirty and ridiculous, and he should have been sent off. And this is the last Merseyside derby, the one last year of Funes Mori injured Divock Origi mm-hmm. on a late tackle and got a red card. And... 
Yeah. They're, they're, everything is just dirty. I hate you guys so much. Ha ha, we beat you. Ha 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 I'm, I'm attributing ha, this win to Jurgen Klopp motivating his players with uh, Rocky Coats. Rocky four quotes, <laughs> but it didn't work because most of the players had not seen the movie, which I'm pretty sure like the morning of the Everton game, the pregame wasn't warm-ups or like game plan. It was put in DVD of Rocky four. We're all going to watch this mm-hmm. and watch how an American boxer beats the crap out of a superior Russian boxer and beats communism at the same time. <laughs> Although I will say this. Every single time that Jurgen Klopp turns into like crazy evil Jurgen Klopp, I just imagine him saying, "I must break you." <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Like Jurgen Klopp can scare the crap out of me. I love Jurgen Klopp so much. Uh, speaking of getting the scared, uh, <laughs> the scared crap out of you, think uh, a team that isn't scaring the crap out of anybody right now is our, uh, Swansea City, who have lost two games this week, both conceding three goals. Uh, West Brom three, Swansea City one, Middlesbrough three, Swansea City zero. Uh, Bob Bradley, what are you doing, bro? Apparently not talking correctly, that's what. Um, the British press have been riding him for the fact that he uses American slang to discuss different things on the pitch, like PKs or cleats or away games. Hey, we call it soccer, guys. We're cool with Bob. <laughs> also, all that stuff. American slang, a great album by Daslight Anthem. Fantastic album. Uh-huh, exactly. Hey, Chelsea continued their winning streak. Antonio Conte has now become the first Chelsea manager in history to win 11 consecutive Premier League games in a single season. Holy crap. Good for And him. my wife gets cockier and cockier. I'm not going to say anything if you don't say anything, I'm not going to say anything if you don't say anything. Good for you, Caleb. Good for you. Um, uh, Jamie Vardy got banned for three games after a red card that he earned uh, when he was playing Stoke this week. He doesn't have to show up for work for a little bit. His Christmas party is going to be off the chain. Off the hook. All all the Red Bull and vodka and pizza in Leicester (laughs) is going to be sold out uh, this winter. Uh, Chelsky released a pretty funny Christmas video. It, it you was, go check it out if yeah, you haven't it, already. It was reasonably funny until Antonio Conte just stared dead in the face to the camera <laughs> and shook some jingle bells. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty. That amazing. was the only funny part of the whole thing because you know he didn't want to be there at all. <laughs> um, something that's absolutely not funny is John Joe Shelby getting banned five games. Uh, Newcastle United midfielder. He's also fined a hundred thousand pounds for calling a Wolves player. Uh, let's just say he racially abused him and not very uh, subtly. And it's pretty disgusting for me to see this guy yeah. saying some loud on uh, the pitch. Fuck you, Jancho Shelby. Yeah. Fuck you. Hey, let's move on to a segment called They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though. About parts of the world that may or may not call the game soccer, but aren't America or England. Uh, first things first. Bayern are in control of the Bundesliga lead right now, but... They're they playing Rasm ball sport Leipzig <laughs> uh, tomorrow well Wednesday let's say Wednesday just in case whenever they're listening to it. but it's gonna be a great game if you didn't if you didn't watch it anywhere watch it I for one awesome. I for one favor Bayern against RB Vodka <laughs> it's it's Jamie basically Vardy's playing in Leipzig these days what hey oh it's basically the Empire versus the Lannisters yeah in 
like who to cheer for. So uh, Mario Balotelli is still, still tearing it up. It's like he might actually be talented, guys. I refuse to believe this as a Liverpool <laughs> supporter. I don't understand. Uh, he recently stored a brace against uh, Dijon Mustard FC. He <laughs> <laughs> kept a uh, OG. It's actually OGC nice, but uh, OG Nice in first place. And that's week they play uh, Drake Poupon SC in Lidon. Let you know if he sets off firecrackers in his toilet or something. Or like flies over a helicopter or flies over Nice with a helicopter or whatever he's planning to do. No, no, no. Yeah, that's going to be at the end of the season. Um, nice are top of league on, surprisingly enough, PSG third place. What happened to them this season? Uh, Zlatan leaving. Yeah, that that's about it. Yeah, that's about yeah, exactly. it. And Angel Di Maria being a jerk in the locker room, apparently. Yeah. So yeah, Di Maria has apparently been just an absolute nightmare for mm-hmm. the entire season. So I wonder if they can actually get it together. Speaking of absolute nightmares for the ex- ex- entire season, West Ham United player Dimitri Payet says he might be off to uh, Marseille, his old club. Actually, uh, they have a new owner, um, new kind of direction the team is going in, and he said. Oh, it's interesting over there. I wouldn't mind going back there. And all West Ham's went, oh my God. Exactly, and right? Shatter brick yeah. simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Real Madrid won the Club World Cup 4 2 against Japanese side Kashima Antlers. The really interesting thing there was that Kashima Antlers entered this tournament because it's Japan hosting the tournament, which for me was. Uh... Mind blowing? Well,. Let me let me put it this way. This is a guy named Michael Heinz, who's a controversial dude on um, Reddit's RMLS because he's a diehard Cosmos fan, and uh, he says some interesting things sometimes. But he posted that why isn't the U.S. offering to host this tournament, the Club World Cup? Because we never have a club that's in the Club World Cup. Or no, we haven't but, in a while. But but that that's the thing is that we could get one of our teams into a competitive tournament. Oh, with yeah. international clubs like Real. So it's not one of these like glorified friendlies. And what his point was that they, Kashima Adler's really gave Real Madrid a run for their money. Real Madrid needed all of extra time to kind of come at these guys and, and take over. So And they also needed the referees to help them out, given that right. Sergio Ramos really should have been given a second yellow card. Yeah, he should have been sent off. It, it was basically... It was a close run game. So what his point was, you know, all these questions that we always ask ourselves, like, where does MLS stack up? Like, how would we do playing an actual competitive game against some of these teams? You could do that if you host the Club World Cup. Or you but, can win the CONCACAF Champions League, but that's not going to happen yeah, yeah. soon. So, um, uh, here's, here's the more important question. Given just the massive amount of money that goes to the clubs and not necessarily to the players in this is it really a competitive fixture for a lot of these teams? You know, particularly when you look at the English or the European teams that head over there, they're not necessarily playing an A lineup. They're playing maybe an A minus B plus mm-hmm. lineup. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think there there's some arguments to be made on either side of this. I kind of fall on the. I think I would finally like to see a game that matters between. MLS and Real Madrid. J- Jaime Rodriguez, speaking of Real Madrid, looks to be on his way to the pub. Uh, not the, probably not the flaccid cannon, though. If he was heading there, 
my cannon would be far from flaccid. <laughs> What's with all these oh. fucking dick references in today's podcast? Like, we've got wood, and, well, I'm not going to talk about that second one that Caleb referenced earlier. I didn't. You guys are just in the gutter, and... But Hamas Rodriguez is rumored to be on his way to Chelsea and joining Antonio Conte there. Oh, um, God in, damn, I haven't read Columbia. that part. Yeah, that Chelsea... That's like the grandmother coming out of the bathroom part. Oh, God. He's in Colombia requesting a British visa. I, You know, guys, I don't actually support any Premier League sides. I never have. I just dislike Chelsea, okay? Liverpool. It's, Liverpool. <laughs> I'm never going to pick a team. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me to, like, get that passionate about a team that far away in a positive sense. For my personal thing, you guys, it's cool. I get it. Like, it's just never, like, I've tried. But it's very easy to dislike teams. Like, for example, Manchester United, when they were doing tremendously well for 10 years, I'm like, just I just want this team to go to crap for a while. Uh, with Chelsea, with the way that they have kind of um, comported themselves over the years, I dislike Chelsea very much. Just to see Jaime's going there, God, that brings a damper on things. Um, Carlos Tevez is heading to China to become the highest paid player at uh, Shanghai Shenhua. He'll earn one pound per every second that he spends on the pitch there. Uh, no word and if that includes uh, stoppage time. <laughs> uh, with that, we should wrap up this episode of We Call It Soccer. Uh, where can the good listeners find you guys on Twitter? I'm at kolson716, and I'm also writing stuff for 55.1 now. I am at the attachment, and I am writing stuff on my Twitter account. You actually threads. do have some pretty great hot takes. I do enjoy following your Twitter, uh, Colin. My Twitter, which is far less interesting these days, is at TWO United fans. I am uh, taking a vacation this week, and so my Twitter is going to be kind of quiet because I feel like I should take a, a little bit of a break from incessant tweeting too. But what I would like you as our listeners to do is to share this podcast with your friends. Uh, we love getting new listeners. As Caleb mentioned last week, please also rate us on iTunes. It helps us show up when people search for soccer podcasts. So, so go ahead and do that. And with that, I bid you adieu. I bid you a good night and have a great one, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.